Alright. Is this recording? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I'm listening to a YouTube uh, playlist right now. Chill study radio. Study hip hop beats. Excuse me. What I was basically thinking about today was how a lot of the times where the sort of uh, comparison of other people with yourself. And it could be people you know, people you don't know. And I think I've said this before of how you can believe in bullshit, but it has to be your bullshit. You know, if that's the bullshit you want to eat, make sure you're the one cooking it. You know what I mean? If it's, this is the bullshit story you're living in, make sure you're the one writing it. Because we all got bullshit, we all deal with it, and we all create our own bullshit. But sometimes we're spitting out someone else's bullshit, and we got to live by our own bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And it's all a matter of perspective and certain things like that. You know what I mean? I could see people that go out on weekends and drink and be like, dang, you guys need alcohol to have a good time? That's bullshit. But, you know, it works for them. And vice versa of like, oh, damn, you smoke weed, you know, for this reason, for creativity or to to eat or to, you know, be less anxious and, and go outside and do shit. Oh, you, that's bullshit. You know what I mean? Someone else could be saying, you know, oh, wow, you fast and you pray or, you know, you don't buy this. You don't do these things because you're trying to go to this place when you die. That's bullshit. You know what I mean? But for each person in each in their own life and background and everything, that's part of them getting through the day today. Yeah. And some people really believe the bullshit of religion and the bullshit of smoking weed or the bullshit of alcohol. I mean, the reason I say everything is bullshit because it kind of is. <laughs> it just kind of is. We got science we got we got so many things but at the end of the day people are gonna do what they do you know what i mean they're not gonna necessarily take the scientific perspective they're just gonna go with what feels right for them you know what i mean they're not gonna listen to well logically you know there probably isn't a god they're not gonna listen to that it works for them makes them understand feel right with the world that they're in and that's it so it is very hard to i guess change people in that sense but then again, change is very hard. You see, we always try to change other people because we seem to know the solutions to other people. But very rarely do we try to change ourselves because we don't know any of the solutions to our own problems. We just know everybody else's. We know how to analyze, critique, and judge everybody except our own self, how to deal with our most basic things. And yeah, I don't know if that's fundamental about humans or, or, or just necessarily in the society we're in. Because I would think as animals, we would always want to be efficient. We would want to see macro problems in the system and like, uh, I'm not working with this. We need something like this in order to become more efficient as a world and as a country. I could see that. And then also on a micro of like, what's efficient for me to be productive, to be, you know, uh, not just surviving, but excelling on all the hierarchies of our needs, our massive hierarchy, you know what I mean? To eventually self-actualize, right? Because we want to be able to maximize ourselves on a body, mind, and spiritual level. So is it the society we live in, in a sense, where, and heavily influenced by social media as well, looking at always other people's lives, the judgment, the comparison, all these different things, helping us see, I guess, what's good in other people, and we can't even see the good within ourselves, or like, I guess, seeing that every other people can succeed and you can't. I mean, it's a, it's, it all depends on what you're looking for, right? Because like my grandfather used to say, 
اللي بيغرش حمار you know you're kind of stupid if you don't get jealous and Drake said you know love, jealousy is just love and hate at the same time so I guess my grandfather was just trying to focus on the love aspect of you know you see someone doing good it means well I can do it too you know what I mean doesn't necessarily mean that something has been taken from you just because someone has gained something you know what I mean we are not to have that big sense of self entitlement but essentially you know being proud and happy in other people and they succeed because you want people to generally be happy when you succeed you know what I mean we we need to feed off each other not in a negative way but in a positive and a love relationship way you know what I mean that what's going to be good for somebody else is going to be good for me too because we should have in our best interest what you know what we want for ourselves to want for other people as well and to you know to love your neighbor like Jesus you know what I'm saying so that's one thing social media could be also like art and entertainment and politics that relates to social media as well but it's um it's a much bigger aspect when we talk about you know career when we talk about uh college when we talk about the the discussion of social issues you know everything is sort of in a in a matrix, all, all, all together, simply because of the byproduct of our time, you know what I mean, social media, and the, going back to the question of the internet, and all, all these things, it's like, because, you know, having a phone is kind of, it's not that new, it feels like, I mean, it's, it's super new, like, I don't know if y'all remember, like, uh, the Wall Street, you know, the when phones in the, in the 80s were, like, bricks, but, like, we feel like it's something that's been around forever, but it hasn't. So that's what I'm saying. Like time is like relatives. So like it's not that new because if I if we were to give you if so we if you were to switch your phones right now with some old smartphones, like with some of the first ones that came out, you'd be like, oh fuck, this thing is so fucking slow. It has nothing. You know what I mean? It's just because that sort of efficiency, that sort of uh, acceleration of technology, you know, year after year, like new model, new this, new this, new this, and it's like better and better and better and better. And like, God damn, like how bad were these phones a year ago that you had to go out and this campaign and this ads and everything? And it, that goes back into consumerisms and capitalisms, all the isms, you know what I mean? Because you're going to get addicted to your phone the way you can get addicted to drugs, you know what I mean? There is a role there uh, psychologically. Uh, you know, the way you're inclined to pick your phone up every so often, you know what I mean, check things, and uh, yeah, it's crazy, my mom was telling me to watch The Social Dilemma, I don't know if any of y'all have watched that, but I'm assuming, based on what my mom has told me, that it's sort of touching on this as well, now that I think of it, I have it written down here to check it out, but yeah, I mean, you could do research behind this, but I mean, it, it, it's just a, it's just an observation, you know what I'm saying, because I'm reading this book to help me with my thesis called The Practice of Social Research. And the one of the first things the guy does, he lays out in the beginning is that what you'll figure out that the way social scientists do research is hardly any different than what, you know, us everyday people do on a day to day basis. You know what I mean? It's like you're going to look around things, you're going to observe, you're going to make your own assumptions about things. But you're also going to gather data. You're going to look at things more. You're going to ask questions. You're going to jot a couple things down. I mean, the, it's a general process of inquiry, a way to ask questions and a way to ponder and think about things and, you know, get a better understanding of the world around us because we're, I don't know. I mean, we're analytical to some level, right? We're not 100% rational as we like to believe. You know, we're still pretty animalistic, but we do have, you know, at least... I don't know, percentage-wise, but we got a little bit of a brain in there. You know what I mean? There's a little bit of something in there that's like, hey, what the fuck's going on? Like, I actually kind of care. 
And then the rest of it is like, still in the process of evolving. You know what I'm saying? Because we forget on our micro often that we, like as Gary Vee says, you know, you are not lost. You were just early in the process. We forget there's a self-process, a self-growth cycle, but we choose to shun that away with the fear of age, with the constant social stigma of like, oh, you know, women don't tell their age and the fear of becoming 30s and the 40s and then certain ages having certain deadlines to be accomplished with something. You know what I mean? It's completely irrelevant because there is time is relative for all of us on this growth process through age. And certain ages of your life will be more different than others. But it's if when you analyze that, you can see that life is so long. There's so much time and potential opportunity to do so many things. And it is so quick at the same time. And it is always so fleeing. But, you know, like in Arabic, in, in Arabic we say, you know, when you get gray hair, it's a sign of wisdom. And, uh, you know, wrinkles and all these things, it's like... We should all learn how to age gracefully, no matter what age. You know, never forget that when you're 90, there's still a 20-year-old inside you, just as there's a 90-year-old body around you. You know what I mean? And when you're 20, there's a 90-year-old that's that's going to eventually be made. Like, your body is going to go to 90. I mean, statistically speaking, a lot of us, you know, are going to live longer. That's actually the fucking problem in countries like Germany and Japan. You know, people are living longer, better healthcare, better life and all that shit. And people are having less kids. So then you get less people in the middle to actually work and pay taxes. So then you go out like Germany to get a million fucking Syrian refugees. Because even though there's been people from Africa begging for years to try to get to Europe, it just so happens that a eye doctor trained in the UK runs a dictatorship in the Middle Eastern country influenced by Russia and is positioned in a way where ethnically and physically, you know, a lot of the fucking people are pretty goddamn light-skinned with colored hair and colored eyes so they can walk and blend. And not all of them are Muslim either. So they get to walk and blend and fit into, you know, approved democratic European countries. So... Just the way the world works, I guess. That there are certain things that we would like to do and there's certain logical things all the time, right? There's certain logical things we know about ourselves but we choose to realize. There's certain logical things we know about the country. Like, we think, oh, the U.S. is so racist. No, the U.S. just has to have deal with so many problems. Germany, like, if we... Here's the thing. Look at all these nice parks in, in Spain and other parts of Europe with these families and these old people walking around and shit like that. All right, cool. 10 black kids show up smoking playing basketball because that's the thing you don't they don't see here right they don't like to talk about that because they live in a bubble right like that's how racism is if you grow up around your entire like could you be racist if you've never seen someone else different than you like i'm not talking about you're white or you're black i'm just saying like if you've just always grown up the second you see someone that is different, you're going to look at him like, who the fuck is this person you know what i mean because we like our old we, it's a survival instinct you know what i'm saying so anybody could be racist doesn't mean the color of your skin. That's unfortunately the problem with racism, that anybody could be it. it. We all succumb to some aspect of it because it is this virus and we all have it. And there's no vaccine to it except our fucking selves. You know what I'm saying? That's the craziest part about it is that we're our own worst enemy when it comes to racism. You know, we blind ourselves so easily, not just with the superficial, but just with the very fact that is something that other people have to teach you as well. That's where, you know, the 
standpoint theory and, and feminist objectivity and epistemology is is discussing here like how how the people all talking about the creation of knowledge and the theory of knowledge you know creating all these ideas and the ways of looking at things all happen to be older white men you know what i mean wait a minute and then half of the population which is you know usually the largest minority historically speaking have been women so then how are you going to have ideas of knowledge when you don't have when the whole everybody producing them are all look the same when that's not representative of the entire planet you know what i'm saying so bam these guys are supposed to be so smart and all that shit philosophers right but forget the biggest you know elephant in the room you're all old and white but you know we but then it's like what's wrong with that you know what i mean there's always a counter argument to it like that's why white people the way they retaliated with you know movements in the in the u.s recently has been like so fucking ridiculous because white people never listen even when you tell them to fucking listen they still don't listen like that's the craziest part about it and the exaggeration and the all lives matter response and like what the fuck it's it's it's, it's ridiculous because humans can be very stupid that way we can be very stupid and not even controlled by ourselves. Here's the thing. It's not like most stupid people choose to be stupid. No, they were raised in time influenced by someone else just as dumb. And they themselves never had the audacity to question the stupidity, you know, given them on their table. And they just ate the stupid shit up. That's like, that's the crazy thing. You know what I mean? Question everything. That's what, you know, Socrates talked about. Even Karim Abdul-Jabbar wrote about that in one of his books. Talking about question even though the person writing this himself you know what i mean it's like that's the crazy he's telling you to question everything question the person even telling you to question everything well, you know why would i need to question everything you know what i mean just like ask fucking questions don't get caught up on the answers you know what i'm saying y'all already know what it is we've been talking about that shit here on this podcast i'm about to put y'all on so you can face the world right with all this philosophy shit because only then can you sound smart because everybody knows like you can like be quick with numbers and shit but until you start like saying names that nobody has heard, like old dead white man, you start quoting motherfuckers. Everybody knows that shit, bro. This dude's smart. So memorize shit for the sake of memorizing it, practicing memorizing skills. Because it's good to be able to have a good memory. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to be forgetting every little thing. And Alzheimer's dementia is a whole other fucked up picnic. But in general, you want to have a good enough memory where you can remember people's names, you can remember certain phone numbers, because nowadays, you know, with everything saved on your phone and contacts, imagine imagine if you went to prison, right, you didn't have a number to number to call, you'd be like, oh shit, so it's better to always just leave your phone, you know, with numbers, that way you can at least memorize the people closest to you, like the people, like if you lost your phone, even if your phone got stolen, God forbid, right, you need to call, or you need to call something, and you, you ask a stranger for his phone. You know, I've had this happen many times and, like, I needed, like, to have certain phone numbers memorized. So, it's always good to practice your memory. And then once you practice your memory, everything else becomes just recitation, right? That's all it is in school. You know what I mean? It's like there's a test and then there's the material that you were given by the teacher before the test. I mean, I'm just generalizing here for the sake of generalization for subjects and schools and education systems and shit like that. But you memorize what you... What, the, what you're going to be tested on, right? Chapter 10. So I memorize chapter 10. And then when the test comes, I'm just flooding that shit down. I'm just, you know, pouring everything that I had memorized down on a piece of paper. And that's it. If I can constantly do that with different subjects, memorize different things, memorize different formulas, then plug, th then just plug shit in. You know, literally with math and then in general with everything else. So that's not good. 
I mean, it's good if you have good memory, but at the same time, this is testing one way of thinking. It's testing memorization. But what about thinking on the stop, on the on the thinking on the on the spot? Excuse me. You know what I'm saying? So it's not. It's like uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson said this too in a video, similarly, where he talked about you know if you're hiring two people and one person comes and you ask them, hey, how tall is this building? And that person had for some reason read the height of that building before, had it memorized, and he told you it's 500 meters. And then you ask somebody else, hey, what's the height of this building? And he doesn't know, but he goes outside and, you know, he uses basic proportions, uh, measures his shadow to the building's shadow and his height versus the building's height. And, you know, you try to figure out the height of the fucking building because you can get the shadow, you can get your height and your shadow is three out of four. And then, bam, you find the height of the building. So that way of thinking that way of thinking, that way of thinking is way better than to know that someone just knew this. You know what I'm saying? This dude was able to find the answer even when he didn't have it. You know what I'm saying? So then it comes back to like asking questions and then that relates, that's not a macro, but then it goes down to the micro of discipline. It goes into the micro of, you know, putting in effort and work and time. You know what I'm saying? And that's essentially what you want to have, what you want to, what you want to try to strengthen is to be able to ask certain things and then go after them. You know what I'm saying? Be able to ponder over certain things and then explore more. You know, take that first step and, and keep going. You know what I mean? It's like you want to go outside for a walk. How do you walk? How do you run? You know, exit house and start walking. That's it. There's no step two. Just step, you know, open the door, start running. And then that's it. So to run with shit. That's that's the way to go. Not just walk around memorizing things, but it's not necessarily our faults. Unfortunately, a lot of us is the education system we brought up in and ways of testing is like and sometimes teachers basically give you all the fucking answers, like with different study guys and shit. And it's like the exact so it's almost almost, you know, like an open book test, but you're just supposed to memorize it. Or they'll give you like a piece of paper and write shit down that you can bring with you into the test. It's just all memorization. And that doesn't, you know, that's not analytical about it. You're not asking questions. You're not getting creative with those topics. You're just, and you don't even get to question the authority of what they're coming from. Like, how do you, I know what I'm being taught is actually legit. You know what I'm saying? I'm just supposed to memorize it, take it for that it's, that it is gold and to just memorize it and just, you know, have it in, in you know, some memory that I, I'm going to need for some job that I'm going to have once I, once I graduate. And that's unfortunately not the case for a lot of people and for a lot of fields because, it's 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 all part of the system. It's all part of the same system, unfortunately. Anyway, I'm gonna have this one under twenty minutes just for like a quick chill one, you know what I'm saying? So if you have made it this far, I appreciate it. Big thank you. The, the, I ended the last episode quoting Jay Z, uh for those of you that don't listen to uh, hip hop. He said that the be- I forgot which song, but he said at the end show, he's like, uh, thank you, you could be anywhere in the world, and you're right here with me. I appreciate it. So, yeah, I really do. Uh, I'm filter- again, Filter Vitamins, he has an Instagram page. Follow that shit. And uh, my Instagram is the Captain Hummus, Twitter, Captain Hummus. You know what I'm saying? Reach out to me anytime. Any questions, shit like that. You know what I'm saying? You want to get on the podcast, too. You want to talk about something with me. Yeah, I'm down to do that shit, too. You know what I'm saying? So, Have a good one, y'all. Enjoy the rest of your week. Cheers.